Welcome everyone to Bring Out the Talent. My name is Maria Melfa and I am the president and CEO of the Training Associates, otherwise known as TTA. Hi everyone, I'm Jocelyn Allen. I'm a talent recruitment manager here today and as usual, we're so glad to have you back here with us. Back by popular demand, we might have a director of learning solutions in-house. Yes, you might. Popular demand, I'm sure. John Lavager, Director of Learning Solutions here. Great to be back. We're so excited to have you back with us, John. It's always a pleasure. But we're even more excited for our podcast guest today, Pearl Walker from SAE International. Pearl is the Senior Learning Operations and Delivery Manager at SAE International. SAE is a global association committed to advancing mobility, knowledge, and solutions for the benefit of humanity. By engaging nearly 200,000 engineers, technical experts, and volunteers, SAE connects and educates mobility professionals to enable safe, clean, and accessible mobility solutions. SAE International acts on two priorities – Encouraging a lifetime of learning for mobility engineering professionals and setting the standards for industry engineering. Notably, Pearl manages one of the largest professional learning and development programs in the United States. She is responsible for all aspects of SAE's global professional development course delivery, scheduling, and logistics of ILT, blended and synchronous virtual courses. Pearl is also a certified Focus Stephen Covey instructor. We came to know and love Pearl when SAE found itself needing a new partner to support its virtual deliveries. When Pearl is not working, she enjoys refinishing old furniture that she finds on Facebook Marketplace and fancies herself as a personal home organizer on the side, minus the hearts and rainbows from the home edit. Pearl's most important role, however, is a doodle mama to her adorable pup, Lambert. Namesake, Jack, not Adam. (laughs) Welcome, Pearl. We're so excited to have you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. Now, a doodle's like a golden doodle, right? Or a labradoodle? Well, no, because there's a lot of doodles. What is yours? (laughs) Yeah, there are so many kinds of doodles, but Lambert is a golden doodle. A golden? Yes, half golden retriever and half poodle, and he tips the scale at 92 pounds. What a baby. Yeah, he's a big baby. I love him already. (laughs) They're the best. They really are. Give Lambert a scratch for me. Let's just do this episode on dogs. Yeah, right? That's actually where we're going, Pearl, (laughs) is dogs. (laughs) Tell us how you decided to be part of SAE International. Absolutely. So I was actually recruited through an agency um, back in 2016. The professional development team here was in search of a candidate that had a combination of training, L&D experience, as well as operations expertise, and a familiarity with nonprofit management. Um, which proved to be a pretty difficult combination of skills to find. But luckily, um, my passion for lifelong learning and my crazy career path um, just happened to be a perfect fit. So I had cut my teeth in an extensive career with McDonald's USA uh, based out of Oak Brook, Illinois. 
and spent 13 years um, with McDonald's as a training consultant, a field service consultant, and an operations consultant, developing restaurant managers, working with franchise owners, um, and then finally spending time in some corporate restaurants, working through you know some of the issues that we had there. And then the next chapter of my life um, afforded me to take a role as an executive director for our local symphony orchestra. So crazy career path change. <laughs> but after that, you know, a, a 20 year kind of look into all of those things, all firmly rooted, right, in ed and training, operations, nonprofit management, suddenly it all made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up accepting the role um, here at SAE International. What a great journey and what a cool story. You're right. I mean, the local symphony bringing you to an international training, uh, you know, provider. It's it's a cool journey that you've had. Can you tell us a little bit more about SAE and the trainings that you do offer? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be delighted to. We're actually the global leader um, in technical learning for the mobility industry. We offer hundreds of ILT, VILT, and on-demand courses that support the growth of mobility engineers globally. Our portfolio consists of about roughly 305 or so seminars in nine different technical interest areas across aerospace, automotive, and the commercial vehicle industries. So we proudly have over 250 instructors currently on our roster, um, and the majority of our courses are also approved by ISET, uh, which is the International Association for Continuing Education and Training. So what all of that means in a nutshell is that professional engineers come to us for upskilling, new skilling, certification, adherence to their you know, professional engineering hours that are required. Um, And then we're also accredited by ACTAR, which is the accident recon community of folks, you know, out in the U.S. Well, I know John will know how the relationship began between TTA and SAE, but why don't you let others know? (laughs) We can't let John have all the fun. (laughs) Never, trust me. (laughs) Well, it was a... um, Let's just say it was a whirlwind trip to the altar, right? (laughs) So um, we dated briefly and then, um, you know, ran right right down the aisle and um, ended up in a partnership with TTA. And and it it happened during the very strange year of 2020. We had for several years utilized a firm in Chicago that we sourced all of our technical classroom space globally. We had a rock solid partnership with them um, and pre-pandemic we're running about 600 open enrollment seminars in these spaces all over the world um, per year. So I won't ever forget this day. It was July 1st, 2020. I sound dramatic, I don't mean to, um, but (laughs) the, the vice president of the firm called to let us know that due to financial implications of COVID-19 and the pandemic, um, that the company was closing its doors immediately. 
So knowing that we were managing the shift in delivery modality, I had a few months under my belt knowing that we were we were shifting out of the classroom and into the virtual learning environment more and more as we as we went along. Our account manager then reached out directly to introduce me to John. So we were engaged in about three days. Um, I joke, but that is directly in response to you know, what I refer to as the PD, PTSD of 2020. <laughs> um, it was a dramatic um, paradigm shift of epic proportion that we were not prepared for. Um, mm. It For our department, it wasn't how we had conducted business. We had a small web seminar portfolio that we had um, delivered for many, many years. Um, but we had never done all of our courses that were designed to be ILT um, in that format. So it changed everything, the way we conducted business, the way we delivered training, um, and the work that it took to get done. So I joke, but it was a quick, it was a quick relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so certainly 2020 was a, was a huge pivot for everyone. And I, I know you made that dramatic shift to virtual, but can you tell us a little bit more about what you experienced in all that? Pre-2020, our our product mix was really, you know, 75% ILT, 25% VILT, and on demand. Currently, we're hosting a limited number of in-person seminars, as the majority of our offerings now are being delivered virtually. Um, we have a set of seminars in our portfolio that are highly experiential learning that can only occur at locations such as, you know, we, we run classes at the BMW Performance Centers in California and South Carolina. We have some sites in California, in Oxnard that we do some work. And then we also work with the Van Dam Proving Grounds in Marquette, Michigan. Those obviously can't be done because we've got people in cars and running around the tracks and, and doing activities that are um, not able to be accomplished virtually. The, the session producer role is a role that, that, I mean, it's been around for a while, but it's certainly, certainly uh, grown dramatically over, over the past year or two. And curious about your take on the role. Like what, what has it done to um, impact your, your training program? So virtual session production is really, you know, it's the, the planning, the setup, the session management, follow-up of all the logistical and technical details that are required for a VILT. Our instructors at SAE encountered a new and very real challenge of simultaneously delivering the content and teaching the learners while navigating the technology. As the majority of our courses are really highly technical in nature, navigating, you know, placing people in breakout rooms, managing attendance, assisting with technical issues and kind of managing the session, you know, became a distraction to the content and the meaning. So the value for us is really, it's a perfect partnership between, you know, what we refer to as the subject matter expert and your logistical ninjas that make everything the highest quality learning experience that it can be. 
we'd love to hear more about logistical ninjas and the ninja-ing that um, we've been doing together because obviously we value the partnership with you because this helped us catapult session producing and what our network looks like in relation to that and providing other clients a better solution when it comes to training delivery. How has TTA helped you manage those logistics associated with a global high volume offering? Because I know our project management team has worked endlessly to make this a quick turnaround for you given the circumstances. So I'd love to hear from your perspective what we brought to the table that helped you manage this. SAE International is actually the only accredited training provider for a program that um, is known as Common Training for DPRV personnel. In the aerospace industry, the delegated product release occurs when a supplier is given the authority to act on behalf of the delegated organization to verify and release products without any additional oversight. So historically, Each delegating organization conducted their own unique training program for individuals over all of these different folks. In 2015, the Aerospace Engine Supplier Quality Group, which is a committee known as the AESQ, um, worked with SAE to consolidate that training into a single common training program. So in addition to participating in this three-day training, attendees must and have to pass a comprehensive learning assessment. This particular program is 43% of our product mix. So when you talk about your logistics team and what they have done to help us navigate these waters, we offered This particular program is offered in nine languages. Um, It is global, delivered throughout the world. Um, And for each of those eight languages, a fluent native virtual session producer who speaks that language was needed. There are weeks that we hold six to eight of these all over the world. So meaning we have, you know... maybe 15 seminars a week, but six to eight of them are this particular high volume program. Each one of those is in a different language and all of that happens concurrently. So back to the ninja comment. So we were assigned a crack support manager in Nikki. She works tirelessly with my team to ensure that none of this all, none of this falls apart. She took time to listen learn, understand what we needed, adjust with the shifts in policies, procedures, recruit highly trained producers, and somehow (laughs) every day gets us people that natively speak each language that we require. And I don't know how she does it. Honestly, I don't. Um, But every day she makes it happen. And no matter what changes we throw at her, She manages the project and navigates all of that accordingly. And we have not had one program in over a year where we could not deliver what we needed to for this required program for the aerospace engineering community. That's wonderful to hear. I love our framework. Our team works the dream work. (laughs) Shout out to to Nikki. So excellent job. Amazing job, Nikki. She's she's amazing. So So how many countries is she supporting? Eight languages, 31 countries, give or take a few. Mm -hmm. 
it's a lot, but um, I also have a very, very amazing team uh, that supports me. So there's a group of operations associates um, all over the country. So they don't all work here where I am, but they are all over the country and they work tirelessly with your team to deliver all of these programs. They're, it, it's an amazing marriage. Um, you know, I, I couldn't be happier with how things have happened and, and the way that it's working. So we were able to serve the, the same number of learners this year that we did two years ago, but most of that has shifted to virtual delivery versus in-person delivery globally. And that's really a direct, a direct correlation to what Nikki and your team of producers does to support my operations team that, that runs all of these programs. So just to back up a little bit for the yeah. listeners that are with us today, can you talk about some of the different functions that these session producers perform for the organization? Because people, that, you know, because that is a relatively new term in the last couple of years. The session producers themselves manage the coaching and instruction of the instructor's delivery model. So helping each of the instructors kind of focus on the subject matter, deliver the course content without that anxiety of worrying about is everyone in the room? Um, is their audio connected? Can they see the videos that are playing, you know, within Zoom? Navigating all of the attendance and requirements that we have for attendance in terms of our ISET accreditation, the producer handles all of that for our students and our instructors. I think a lot of customers were not aware of how important that role was because when you do have a trainer who is teaching a large virtual audience, it can get them off track often if they're dealing with chats and different questions in breakout rooms or obviously technical issues. Mm -hmm. So it really is an important function and not only have we see, seen a lot of increased demand from your organization, but from a lot of other companies mm -hmm. on this. And Absolutely. when they're introduced to what that role is as part of their training program, the kind of aha moment of, oh, yes, yes. We, we'd like one of those too. That'll make <laughs> things easier, right? Um, yeah. And again, Pearl, we have a, a large thank you to you and SAE for that because this program introduced us to what this type of a role can bring to organizations in their training programs. Now, you're doing a, a lot of sessions, as you said, lots of different countries. We do have great partnership with Nikki and project management and our network along with you and your operations team. But what does scheduling look like for that? Like how, how is that managed? And, you know, is there, what part does each party play in that, I guess? Yeah. So our things come from a, a variety of resources. The team at TTA crafted a solution for us pretty quickly and efficiently by listening to our needs and, and placing the dedicated client manager as our partner. So giving us Nikki right up front. As you can imagine, or the listeners can probably imagine, with the portfolio as vast of that as SAE, our offerings change often. And what we haven't really spoken about yet is that not only do we have like your standard open enrollment schedule that holds, 
but we also have a sales team that offers private corporate learning engagements to any client globally. So these can be booked daily with a turnaround time of three weeks or less. So it did not take the TTA team long at all to realize that, you know, we needed a real-time solution to manage that volume. We tried spreadsheets, I think. What was it, John? I think we made it a week and a half or two weeks, possibly. Um, <laughs> Before sharing, Excel's done. <laughs> you know, spreadsheets through uh, Teams and SharePoint. And we quickly realized that, you know, th- that volume that we do and the, the change management process of it was, was too much um, to manage in that matter. So, amazingly, your IT team at the time, I think his name was Mike, if I'm remembering correctly. Yep. Mike took off, um, you know, in several conversations with myself. Nikki, some of the challenges that we were having with, you know, kind of how to how to work together. Your team went to work and developed a full on, you know, IT solution, which was a scheduling portal that allows us to utilize our learning management system and our training management system to run reports that talk to your portal. Um, And then in that portal, TTA then assigns the producer with the skill sets needed for each of the particular seminars, language, logistics, et cetera. And then somehow magically, it all talks and it comes back and we put all of that information back into our LMS and it's, it's as beautiful as you can imagine. Yeah. When we, when we have these, these really kind of high volume, complex um, type of projects or programs we uh i mean it's really all about innovation and efficiency and and i love that about about the it team here you know as much as they're handling infrastructure for for tta they're they're equally client focused and willing to jump in and and really optimize things so that was a very cool quick turnaround project that uh that had some great results. John's famous for grabbing the IT department last minute. Hey, I have a client that, that needs this. Hey, I need you yeah. for this. Hey. Also marrying yeah. people yes. in three weeks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, a few just years kidding. ago. Hey, I need three or four of our IT people for several months. <laughs> so, I, I have I zero complaints. It yes. worked. No, 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 absolutely. See, this is what happens. No, we're, we're very, we're very <laughs> glad. We're, we're, we're very glad that it, it helped. It just, it's, it's funny. John keeps us on our toes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be fun otherwise. Yeah, right? ab- absolutely. I just love that this is a project that, like, if, if you just kind of look at it at a glimpse, can seem relatively simple, right? At least, like, what we're doing here, right? But, like, the overarching factor is, is that this was the result of a major pivot that your entire organization needed to make. And something needed to be then created in order for that to happen, both in the form of session producers and and aligning languages and capabilities and logistics. And then the scheduling piece on top of it, it's just we've all learned so much together about what our own capabilities are in order to provide the best business solutions. And I get a special feeling when I think about how much we've grown from it. Um, So I I love this conversation and hearing how we've evolved together overall, SAE and TTA. It's really fun. So speaking of evolving, 
How do you envision SAE's training evolving in the upcoming years? In the last 18 months, everything that I knew about managing a training organization was flipped upside down. I never in a million years did I ever think that I wouldn't be, you know, sourcing hotels, booking catering, managing on-site events, eight top rounds versus 10 top rounds. Like that was my life. I planned corporate weddings is what I've always called them. Um, But I planned corporate (laughs) weddings forever. And then all of a sudden it was all different. Um, I think that we'll have a steady diet of virtual learning for years to come in honestly every industry. I, I don't, I don't want to answer this just based on the mobility industry. I think it's everyone. I think that there is a flexibility and a component to virtual learning that is very different from that of classroom learning and that employers and learners alike are developing a more refined palette for it. There will always be learning, right, that has to be done in person on the track, under the hood of a vehicle, you know, in front of a grill, teaching someone how to make food. That learning has to occur in the environment, but there will also be learning that can be done in in chunks of, you know, micro learning modules that are developed that possibly culminate into a larger cohort project. And then, you know, there's the capability of a a high flex classroom, which John and I haven't even talked about yet, but I'll what does that later. look like? <laughs> call, call me later, salesman. Um, you know, but there's that whole piece that, you know, hybrid, high flex delivery where maybe I have an instructor in, you know, our automotive headquarters in Troy, Michigan, but I've got a cohort in India that want to take the robotics program. How do I make that happen? I think the future of learning all around is mobile. Um, I think that we are going to be moving and adjusting and navigating for years to come because people are asking for things to be done differently. And I think virtual learning, session production, hybrid, high flex, that's all going to come together in pieces and parts or little chunks of information that eventually make up a full learning product for the learner, the consumer. That's a great point. You know, as, as you say that, the, the transition to virtual was really out of necessity, right? But I, I think the maintenance of that modality is going to be largely from desire um, moving forward. Agreed. And, and I think it's, it covers all industries. I think that no matter what we're delivering, it has to be professional. It needs to be polished. It has to have that person who's, you know, managing the session to allow the subject matter experts to do what they do best and no matter what modality we're delivering in. So Pearl, I just want to thank you for, for your partnership. Uh, it's, it's been amazing ever since I said I do. And, um, <laughs> and I'm so glad you did. <laughs> 
no, we really do appreciate the partnership. Nikki's always saying the most amazing things. I, I try to keep a really close pulse on everything, and, and I love our, our strategic talks and our, and our banter and all of the above. So thank you. Thank you very, very much for all of that. No, it's absolutely my pleasure. Like I said, we, we literally cannot do what we do without you. The partnership is twofold, um, and the appreciation and, and gratefulness goes both ways. Thank you so much, Pearl. This is absolutely fantastic to hear how well the program has done and how quickly you are able to pivot. We really appreciate your business, and I think this is a great discussion for those out there that still are trying to figure out how they can best support their virtual delivery programs. So thank you very much. Absolutely. My pleasure. I think everyone's trying to figure it out, you know, in a, in a different way. And I, you know, no matter the the industry, learning and development has has really shifted. So anything that that our our story today can help anyone else um, figure that out, I think is the the criticality of it. So thank you for having me. Thank you for asking about our story and talking with me and working with me to develop a solution to keep moving forward. Thank you so much, Pearl. For more information on today's podcast guests and how they can help your organization, please visit www.thetrainingassociates.com. Bring Out the Talent is a Mudhouse Media production.